This episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast is sponsored by Decima. Kickstarting February 2nd. Why, hello! Hello! Welcome to Season 26, Episode 4 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Stork. This is Gina. <gasps> it's, 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 it's a Gina sighting! Yay! She's been spotted in the wild. Your mic is okay. muted. Mine is? Up no. Oh, is hold on. There you go. Now try. <laughs> Talk again? Talking again. There we go. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Uh, in this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, uh, Jeremy in Missouri writes in about PC backstories. John from Iowa asks about GMing with OneNote. And Andreas writes in about game pacing and pickup and play games. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We have a forum, happyjacksforum.com. That's happyjacksforum.com. We're on the social medias. Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MeWe. And we live stream, by the way, every Friday at 7.09 p.m. Pacific Time. HappyJacks.org slash live. But before we begin, we have two announcements to make. First off, uh, Rainbow Railroad is still going on. Woo! Yep. Uh, our, fu- our our fundraiser for Rainbow, Rainbow Railroading is still going on. Our fundraiser for Rainbow Railroad is an organization that works to relocate LGBTQ people in dangerous countries to safer places. Uh, go to happyjacks.org slash rainbow to donate. We're attempting to reach our goal of $10,000. We're a little over halfway there. Yeah. Um, which is a pro- the approximate cost of relocating one person. Mm. And secondly, this episode is sponsored by Decima. Which is kickstarting in two days. Two days. Two days. What's the date on that? Date and time on that? February second. So it's zero two zero two two zero two zero at two p.m. Pacific time. Nice. You couldn't get two o two. They probably don't give you minutes to I start. Yeah, I don't think they. Right. So yeah. it's it, and it's in two days. Yeah. Nice. Whoa. That's pretty good. So what a coincidence. It's really cool. Two <laughs> <laughs> two. Uh, Decima is the R&D for your RPG, a tarot-inspired card game that works with any tabletop RPG system or setting. In one session, Decima helps create all the details for a campaign, including key locations, character connections, and setting conflicts. It can add depth to a pre-written adventure or create a homebrewed game from scratch. Decima is a big world built is a big world building tool that fits into a little box of cards. Learn more at goldenlassogames.com. That's goldenlassogames.com. Well done. How's yeah. that? That was good. Okay. Yeah. Big miss not having you do really the Kickstarter that, video. And it's, it's so big funny miss. that you're reading the copy that <laughs> she wrote. I wanted it to so be the, like official. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm trying to make it like. It's a thing. host read. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm very official. Were you mouthing along with him? No. No, she wasn't. She was checking the text to make sure I was <laughs> No, actually, I was trying to straighten our name tags and then you like bound, you like banged on the table. It was like, oh. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Yeah, and Kimmy's working on that, by the way, full disclosure. Yeah, that's yeah. game designer. We're not yeah. we're not unbiased. But do the thing. We yeah. have a on February second. It's a solid game. It really is. At two PM. Yes. Pacific time? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, didn't want to do it. It's like eleven AM Eastern time. And sometime earlier than that even. I was yeah. told there would be no math. For no reminder. It's the other way around. No. Yeah. To, so like five PM so Eastern you, time and like Last yeah. Tuesday, Don't, if you're in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday uh, evening, <laughs> afternoon. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Time travelers. Oh, we'll mention it on the. What are we playing? Vampire on yes. Sunday? We'll mention it on the Vampire on Sunday. <laughs> Forest do. <laughs> what game am I ready now? Where am I? People are showing up. People are I you. started prepping for the wrong game. I'm like, oh, I just had a neat, neat idea for Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's, it's going to be a while before we do that. Yeah. All right. That's uh, one of the reasons we're kickstarting this Sunday, because I don't want to be stuck in a game. Like, right. we're refreshing. I'm sorry, what's happening? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's our cue. We can have all of the name tags crooked, and Kimmy will not notice on Sunday. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Because I'll be sitting there refreshing and like switching between pages because I will be on the computer completely, like obsessed. All right. PC backstories from Jeremy in Missouri, or Missouri, if you're a local, mm. I'm told. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how you know, my relatives pronounced it. <laughs> Dear Happy Jacks, I love the discussion about appropriate PC backstory length and detail in season 12, episode 19, or season 25. Can't read. Episode 19. I would like to offer my own guidelines for the matter. A good backstory should perform two functions above all else. One, establish role-playing cues for the player, and two, provide story springboards for the GM. I think I agree with that. Um, To what I'm certain will only be your great delight, I feel I must tell you about my character... Oh God! <laughs> to illustrate these con- <laughs> these conceits, it is it is just sort of like a oh God moment. Every time you hear those terms, let me tell you about my character. Oh God! Right. That's why I named my first collection of music. Let me tell you about my character. It was irony. Um, insert host unison groan here. Oh, that wasn't unison at all. It wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Here's the spark notes of the Cliff Notes version. My current D&D PC is a drinky bard who attempts to mask his overwhelming sense of self-loathing with exaggerated bravado. I know those. Uh, he's a penniless college dropout mired in, a, in the midst of a multi-year writer's block. I'm feeling a little attacked here. <laughs> I'm feeling a little attacked. Aren't you? This, yes. is, uh, this is like half our band. I don't have writer's block right now. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> right now, I don't have writing block. Um, I have songwriting block. <clears throat> uh, he was that. There was that one time about a year ago when he finally composed or decomposed um, what was, in his esteem, a song worthy of performance. Largely, his song went unnoticed by the pub crowd. But a sad faced elven flower girl did press a rose to his chest at its conclusion, a token he keeps flattened within the pages of his journal, which has no other writing in it. (laughs) Not since then. Uh, He lives 
with his ex-girlfriend too poor to afford his own home and too lazy to solve his money problems. Yeah, that's a bard, all right. <laughs> to, his, to his horror. What do you, what do you or call, a bass player. What do you call a lead guitar player without a girlfriend? Homeless. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. It, it, it was a like a, a satirical news article. And someone had actually made it look like it had been in newsprint, and it says, "Groupie mistakenly sleeps with bass player." <laughs> and it's this big long story. It's like I feel like such an idiot. I should have checked to see what instrument he played first. <laughs> uh, let's see where was I? Uh, to his horror, uh, uh, to his horror, the ex's new lover, a local barrel-chested butt-chinned adventurer named Storm Steelhammer. Butt-chinned. Also, porn star has shackled up as has shacked up as well. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, oh, the PC has a cat familiar of unknown origins that he senses would do him great harm with great joy. Opportunity provided would do him great harm with great joy. Opportunity provided. It's a cat. The familiar hates him. That's oh, cats. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All cats are just looking at you like. Yeah. One day you're gonna die. I'm gonna eat it's you. Just, you're just too big to die. <laughs> burrow and eat your liver. <laughs> Dogs do this too. Yeah, it, it takes a We've lot longer. This before. It takes longer. Look up Mary Province. Province. <laughs> I'm gonna not. Uh, <laughs> to the first point, establish role playing cues. I wanted to start with a caricature, then add granularity with every minor detail I considered. So while my big initial concept was low self-esteem struggling artist who is his own worst enemy, my ultimate goal was to explain why that initial concept is true. In doing so, I provided myself with character motivations and a mindset, elements that make role-playing this character so fun and natural. To the second point, provide the GM with story springboards, I handed the GM an absolute gold mine. I intentionally laced hooks with every major detail, winking and nodding and indicating to my GM that yes, I do want to be fucked with. Uh, one caveat here is that as a player, I have to acknowledge that exploring any and all of these story threads is now strictly the prerogative of the GM. Yeah. Uh, I rolled the ball. Uh, it's up to him whether he kicks it. Um, you know, ooh, kickball reference. You don't get a lot of those. You get baseball references or football references, sometimes soccer references, but we don't get many kickball references here. No. <laughs> it's I can't. Appropriate since it's, it's appropriate since it's Super Bowl Sunday. Kickball. Yeah, I know. Is, is that what they play? No. But they, no. But what that's what the, sport did they the play joke. at Super Bowl? They, they, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched one. Uh, I can't be... You didn't watch it. You just watched the commercials. Well, yes. Every, I, I've been to like three Super Bowl parties in my life, and the game's on. It's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, shh, commercials. Yeah. <laughs> now I just watch them on YouTube. Yeah, that's the thing everybody's like, doing now. I have to actually sit in front of a football game. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't be so married to the notion of these ideas receiving table time to to the detriment of someone else's enjoyment of the game. So that's my take each, to each their own. Be well, friends. Jeremy in Missouri. Jeremy on the forums. Copper Dragon on the old forums. P.S. What are you drinking? I miss the days of pursuing the RPG habit with reckless abandon and beer. Or wine or vodka or whatever poison is, is for the night. I'm drinking LaCroix coconut flavor, which isn't very good, but if you put a little lime in it Mm-mm. and stir it all up... And the coconut? Really? You're no, there? I actually like the coconut. It tastes like cream soda to me. No. I don't... I'm not catching cream soda there. I don't, I don't taste like coconut. It's been a while since I had one. 
Oh, I can see that. It's got kind of almost like a cream soda mouthfeel yeah. to it. Yep. Nope. It Interesting. It also tastes like you're drinking sunblock. Well, or tropical. Oh yeah. What's it called? Tropical. What was the the tanning oil? Tropical. Bandesolet. No, tropical sun. Sun. Was it tropical sun? Yeah, it sounds right. It's. I, I remember that it's the because my sister was on the Gong Show once. And you got what? this massive supply of tropical. <laughs> Wait a minute! Something. How have Wait I known you, you for years, and I just right? am hearing this story? Yeah, me too. I've known it for over twenty years, and it's like that's I'm like just, important. They stuff. don't win. You don't get to just mention that and move on no. casually. Now you got to say, "Well, all right." After yeah. we're off the air, we, you got to explain yeah. this. <laughs> but yeah, she came up with a big for case real. of uh, right. Yeah. Whatever the Hawaiian Tropic. Okay, Hawaiian Tropic was the okay. name of the. And it was like it wasn't sunblock. It was this is long supply. before the. It wasn't a life. It was a lot. It was a big case. Well, hello, all different Gong Show. So right. yeah. Well, and since you can't use that stuff anymore, because basically SPF it just fries you. It's a lifetime supply. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can cook with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the Gong Show is. The Gong Show was a, was a show uh, <laughs> yeah. run uh, by Chuck Berry. Chuck Barris. Oh. Chuck Barris. Yeah, Chuck Berry's a different guy. Um, uh, he. It was a kind of like a talent show. Oh, okay. But it would they they. They would have three people, usually celebrities or comedians, and they had a big gong behind them. Uh-huh. And if they, if the person got through their act without someone hitting the gong, they would all vote on it, and they would say, "Oh, I liked it." Blah 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 blah, and they'd give them points. And I think the most each person could give them was ten, so thirty was the best score you could get. But if any one of them didn't like it, they would they would pick up the big thing and hit this big. I mean, it was a big gong too. Mm-hmm. It was probably as big as this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they hit this gong, and then and they'd come out with the shepherd's hook and pull them off stage. Yeah. And, and, and unlike America's Got Talent, which is classy with you know people cry and weep and lighting and all that, this was just they usually found the most rando acts. Oh yeah, like the unknown comic would come out with a bag on his head and tell right. terrible jokes. So mm-hmm. is your sister on it? Is that how she, she was she a went pr- sunblock? Yeah. And she well, yeah, that, that promotional we... promotional consideration paid for by yeah. Hawaiian Tropic, right? And this wow. and that. Yeah. Well, did she ring the gong or did she? No, they made it to the end of it and they got oh. twenty nine points, but someone got thirty. <gasps> she did not know. Oh. Yeah. What did they do? Um, I mean, I they sang sang a song. Wow. I can't, it was uh, I can't remember what song it was. Uh, I knew he was a man of the dead. Real big spender. Come on. Oh, um, hey, sweet charity. Big spender. Hey, yeah. big spender. Spend sweet a charity. Little. I, I, yep, no, That's I what you were. I, I, I think that was the song. This is a long time ago. <laughs> this is like forty years ago. I bet it's on the internet. It's I was sweet gonna charity. say, it might yeah, be. it's sweet yeah. charity. It might it's fussy, be. fussy, fussy, fussy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, fussy, fussy. Uh, you produce a fantastic show. This is my first email. Well, thank you for sending us an yeah. email. Uh, but I've been a listener since early season three. Nice. I'm a hardcore lurker. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for your devotion to this craft. It means more than you know. Oh, You're very thank welcome. you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, yeah. And as far as us mostly drinking water, we've kind of gone that way on Friday nights lately. But I think we're also, a lot of us, letting our livers recover from our stream last weekend, the 24-hour <laughs> marathon. Truth. A lot of people had a lot to I drink. I didn't drink because no. my game well, was eight a.m. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you and I have to keep everyone else like on. Right. Oh yeah. Oh man, I also had to lay down the law because like last year's stream, you get a little drinky. Oh man, people got super drinky. I was like, okay, if you can't remember the rules to your game, <laughs> you are too drunk to play. <laughs> they were drinky and sleep deprived. Some know, people were, yeah. were doing back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was craziness, and it's very remember, entertaining. I do remember opening the door because I think I was like an early morning bit. Yeah. And just these these wacky people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was like, yes. they, just, they would all look like anime characters with the spiral eyes. I'm like, oh my god. There's something is- that happens to your brain when you yeah. start an activity at, in the middle of the night yeah. until the sun comes out. The human brain is not meant to work that way. We You're are diurnal no. creatures. No. Yes. All right. Now, I, I, I found this interesting because uh, you, some of the, some of the, um, the plot sort of hooks or whatever he gave. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't specify everything that was in in it because he gave us obviously the spark, spark notes slash cliff notes version of it. And thank you for saying cliff notes, which is awesome. Yes, Spark Notes is another brand of Cliff yep. Notes, isn't it? I think. Yeah, they're two different brands, right? I think so. Yeah. Cliff Notes was the yellow and black yeah. little books. Uh huh. I no, we didn't have Spark Notes when I was in college, so I. Went, I know never, them both. I, yeah. But it, but the thing I, I the it looks like most of your most of your plot elements had to do with you. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like he was getting like nodding and winking towards other stuff other things that might be happening in the game and I think that's an important thing because if you're if all the plot hooks you're giving the GM are just stuff that deals with you and the PCs that make up your backstory that's um, a little spotlight hoggy I think you know what I'm saying it can be it depends on how yeah. the GM wants to utilize them because I've done that with I did that with Ransom and you incorporated a lot of his stuff in, in, and got the party involved and I did it with um, Albert as well and That's Albert, true. And Albert's backstory feature prominently in much of the drama on that mode, and especially early on. Vampires. Yes, yeah. So, but that's up to you. That's the skill of you bringing in my crazy sire and right. involving her with all the other vampires. Yeah, I think that's the key right there. It's not just you dealing with this thing. It's like bringing it in, so it's a conflict for the whole party. Right. Um, so that, like, it became a danger to all of us. So suddenly, it was something we all cared about. It wasn't. We're going to sit here and watch while you interact with. Yeah, you know your ex from the past who really has no threat or anything to do with us. You know things like that. Right. So pulling in select things that can become conflict or interest for the whole party. Right. Or somehow weaving it in with other people's yeah. stories so that they have buy-in too. Because exactly. you could even say, like, I have a a, a rival who's this big bad, mm-hmm. but because you're saying you're the you know it's your rival like it could be all about you but if the GM like Kimmy says mm-hmm. is weaving it in and kind of saying you know trying to get hooks from other players involved right. in that then it makes it more campaign friendly versus yeah. like, like if hockey. the rival or the or the enemy starts trying to get at yeah. you by going through the people you're hanging out with well yeah exactly. you're hanging out yeah. with them so by just yeah. by, by I think that that's the takeaway from this is that in order to keep it from being spot, uh, entirely spotlighty is to make, take those nuts that he's given you and see how what you can do to involve the entire party. Right. Um, I, the other thing, plot hook wise, I really like vague plot hooks. Mm. Uh-huh. It, like I've mm-hmm. like Bruce in the very first D and D game we ran when Happy Jacks was before Happy Jacks had quite started. I've got an enemy. I pissed someone off. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who it was and, and what it is I did. I'm nice. like, great. That's Thank awesome. you. That, that gives me an enormous amount of flexibility, mm-hmm. and I ended up making it, you know, a minion of one of the big bad guys, and came up with something. That I, and then I think the session before that, or something, I pulled him aside and I said, "So this is what I'm thinking you did. Is this something your character would do?" Oh yeah. yeah. I still yeah. don't remember that thread in that game. No, oh, yeah, I don't remember it, it, that it at happened. All. It was that game ran for a while. I sure did. Um, I, I just remember. Me, and me. the sessions were long. Yes. Yeah. But um, the the, the, the for at least for me, 
the vaguer the the uh, vaguer, more vague mm-hmm. the uh, the plot hook is the easier it is for me to find a place to put it where it's going to have a lot of impact and where it's going to have a an effect on the whole party. It makes yeah. it much easier, at least I think so. Plus, if it, you never know, I mean, I mean, sometimes you want to have a, a, a tone conversation before the game, mm-hmm. but sometimes a GM has a, like ideas of like it's going to kind of start this and it's going to kind of transform into this as the game goes on. I'm not talking about tone like. We're going to play a dark game versus a mm-hmm. lighthearted game, but I'm talking about where setting-wise, what's going to happen, where the party's going to be. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want to telegraph too much about right. what's going to happen. I mean, some GMs do, but I don't. And sometimes uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, it's nice if the more the vague the more vague it is, the easier it is for me to find a spot either in the like the initial setting. Like if I tell everyone, okay, the city the, the game's going to start in the city. So everyone assumes it's going to be a city game, but it's going to go farther. But the party just doesn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. The, if it's the, if it's very vague in general, I, I can adapt it somewhere else without without too much of a problem. So that's one thing. I remember. Um, I think it was it wasn't City of Heroes. It was the other one. Uh, it was an RP, It was an online massive multi online superhero game. It was Champions, Champions Online. It was Champions yeah. Online, and you had to div- you had to. You, you filled out like a, a sort of a questionnaire of what your nemesis was, mm-hmm. kind of like what he looked like, what his name was, what he—not really what he looked like, just sort of what his name was. Maybe you did design him and stuff, and then he would just show up. They would incorporate these little stories and stuff. That's so freaking cool! It was, it was, but it, <laughs> it was like really you cool. just sort of filled out some stats, some basic stats, and maybe designed his outfit, what he looked like, right. and his name, and then they plugged him into the into the. And then he would show well, up. He would show up That's like he's cool. he's the leader of Robin the Bank, you know, and or he was he was behind. So so they they it was it was cool, and but it was vague enough that they were just able to plug this character that you created in at any in any point in the game. Right. I I think that uh, for the most part, the backstory should be to help you as a character, right? Come up with your stuff and and your motivations. So an that's actor. one thing I had not thought about. I always think about it from the GM perspective. I know what I want as a GM from the backstory, and I did not think about because, and I don't, I don't think I've ever done that. I wish, and that, that may be why the first couple of sessions when I'm playing a character, I mm-hmm. kind of struggle with how to how to do that characterization. Yeah. If you if you know that your character is from you know landed gentry and that you know yeah. and mom died in childbirth and dad was distant, that really informs a lot of stuff or yeah whatever it is. I I, I do that same thing too. I. It's probably only, it's not a, a specific quantity, but like it's a few things that as I'm making the character, I'm feeling that this character is going to be like uh, what he was saying if it's like somebody who's lacking self confidence or overcompensating or like you might come up with like two, three, four cues, but sometimes I know where those come from and sometimes I don't. So, right. like you said, you might just say this comes from, you know, uh, being really embarrassed on an adventure with so and so at mm-hmm. some point, but you don't know what that is, or right, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's one of the things that sort of is lacking in the traveler creation as much as I want. But it's really just events that have shaped you. You really still have to come up with a personal backstory about how mm-hmm. it, you know how you mm-hmm. grew up or how you interact with the world to give you some motivations as a character. Because the rest of the stuff that the traveler gives you is just it's kind of a history. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could use that to determine. Okay. Yeah. This horrible event happened. Yeah. 
and after that that event, then it, then like this guy became a freaking coward, but and, I mean, and then abandons his party. But, yeah. but this is like so in, so in depth with his his, uh, his sense of self loathing and exaggerated bravado, and his uh, you know yeah he might get penniless college dropout from your traveler thing, but it's up to you to come up with a drinky bard who attempts to mask his overwhelming sense of self loathing. That's that's yeah. like part of an. In, and a, in and, internal and, backstory. And, and a, a very uncomfortable threes company living arrangement. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that really does motivate you as you, your character. I mean, that's, again, that's why actors come up with backstories or, or have one, you know, created for them when they, you know, take on a role because it, it informs, informs all that yeah. stuff. I yeah, know it sounds the emotional. All, it's also, what's yeah. my motivation? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't understand. Well, yeah. and that's a true thing. Oh, like, it oh, is. Yeah. You know, like especially when you shoot out of order, they're like I have no idea what's going on. Why is it I want to do this thing that you're I, telling me oh, to do? Yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> well, I think it's the thing even in a role playing game that t- helps you find those real moments yeah. where you're able to kind of put yourself in the character's head and do your best to, you know, react as they yeah. would versus you know just. Whatever. An actor's job is to pretend, but but you need some information to pretend correctly, and and really, it, it's that simple. But in yeah. order for them to, because the camera is this close, and mm-hmm. it will every twitch of the eye is huge and means something. So they literally have to be feeling a feeling mm-hmm. when they're being shot. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it, otherwise you can tell that they're not feeling it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're so akin to, to body language. So it, it's I killed them all of them. All of them. <laughs> the women. The children. <laughs> You know, and that guy can act too. It's just oh yeah, he can. No, he can. He, he really. I think yeah. before that, he was nominated yeah. for a bunch of awards. I, yeah. I know Natalie Portman can act, which is true. That and was Ewan the McGregor. Film. Yeah, Ewan yeah. McGregor comes out smelling like roses in that thing because you watch that and you go, "That guy, I know that guy can act," mm-hmm. and apparently can direct himself. <laughs> yeah, despite despite the ham fisted direction, he managed to turn into good performance. No, oh, don't get me started. All right, I know. <laughs> Thank you very much for the email, Jeremy. Yeah, and thank you for the first email. Very yeah, much. Thank you. Look forward to hearing from that's you again. Excellent. Uh, GMing with one note from John in Iowa. You want to read it? Or you want to? Gina, go. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to put on glasses, even though I can see it. Because <laughs> thanks for the big font. Uh, dear Happy Jackers, hello. Uh, first, I'd like to start this email by wishing you happy holidays and happy holiday gamings, if you're planning to have any. Surely he meant Valentine's Day, I'm sure. <laughs> Second, is that a real holiday? It really is. I know. It's Val- the Hallmark holiday. It is. Second, I have a quick question for Stu. He's mentioned a few times on the show that he uses OneNote to organize the campaigns that he GMs. I'd love to hear a few more details about that. So how exactly do you organize your OneNote notebooks? How many tabs, pages? What do you put on each page, etc.? I'm still relying on physical notebooks and scattered sheets of paper for my GMing, since I've always had trouble going digital. I've mostly used PDFs and Word documents to type my notes, but I've never tried OneNote. That might make things a bit easier. Sincerely, John from Iowa. P.S. I have not listened to the entire backlog, so I apologize if this topic has already been covered. Don't apologize for right? not listening to the entire backlog. You, you yeah. maintain your sanity. <clears throat> you have. <laughs> um, you know what? You should do an instructional video on how you yeah. put together a one-note yeah. campaign. And then I wouldn't have the email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the what. Like I, 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 for this, I opened up the Mongoose Traveler one, which is a, a campaign that just wrapped mm-hmm. a few months ago. Um, I have in this one, I have a main 
I have a I have a lot of tabs in this. Now, and let me just say, you don't have to use OneNote. You can do this in what is it, Evernote. Mm-hmm. I used to use Google Drive because mm-hmm. anything that organizes documents into folders for you or subfolders uh-huh. is going to handle it. But I have I, at the top, I have Main, and Main has sort of the timeline of the setting. And then it has um, some stuff that actually doesn't really belong in there, like military organizations and merchant organizations, because they would. I, I have tabs for organizations later on, mm-hmm. but I have a couple of things I was like brainstorming things I was working on, like ancient aliens, and um, what the politics of the of the setting is like. And then I have a sessions folder, and the sessions folder is number two, and it's like each session has its own page, and that is like if I go to like session one, obviously. It starts with, here's a, a missive from the Exodus Foundation. It's the very first mission you guys were sent on, right? And uh, and then I have kind of what might happen when they get to places, and I have a few scenes kind of laid out. But once I get past session one, then the first thing I put in, and I usually write this the day of the game after the game is over, usually like immediately, mm-hmm. is my own sort of summary of what happened during the session. That's the first thing I put in there, right? so so it's all fresh, yeah. and it's all stuff that that I think is significant plot points. I and mean, you tried to do that within twenty four hours. You said oh, like by the next day or right after that night. Okay. Usually, usually it's that night, um, and then and then I have uh, under that I have a heading of, like this is the stuff that might happen this time. However, you, you arrange that stuff. Then I have a PC tab, the PC or NPC tab. NPC tab has. I, oh, I also put the PCs in the main tab. So I, they're always in that very top one. So if I need to see what someone's stats are or something like that, or a name of an NPC they're connected to or something, I've got it. And then I have... But the NPCs um, are... I usually organize them by location. So I'll have like... Because in Traveler, this planet, here's the people they've met. Mm. Here's the people they might meet. That makes perfect sense. Like that. Yeah. Um, and then I have a couple other tabs for the specifically for Traveler, like technology, because I was talking a lot about how technology, how the Traveler world technology at Tech Level Ten is going to affect a society, mm-hmm. and, and what sort of how they need to compensate for the fact that travel moves slowly and things like that. Um, and then I have a props one where I have like the the star map, and I have any like dossiers or anything that I have that I've printed out for the players, I throw a PDF of that in there because you can put PDFs in it. And then uh, th- then the, I think probably the most important folder, then I've got a bunch of other ones. I've got like NGOs and other organizations, corporations, um, uh, government organizations, uh, sh- uh, ships that they've met. And this, this will either be ships that they might meet later on or other starships, or ships that they that I had to come up with on the fly. But the, the biggest one is the story elements one, I think. And that is where I just sort of use I use that folder to kind of brainstorm about stuff. Like, where the plot might go, what the, where, the, where the possible metaplots might be. Because I didn't, like, this particular campaign, I didn't know where you guys were going to end up. It could have gone in a lot of different ways. Because <clears throat> I did an enormous amount of prep for this game. Um, but I've got, like, stuff in here about the hydroids, which is, I don't even think we touched on in the game, which is that, because you had the elders, right, who took over millions of years, or took over the galaxy millions of years ago, before humans were even playing with sticks, right? Um, And another alien species that was based on, uh, they were were like a gas giant Mm. species that lived in gas giants. They sort of very quietly infected the, well, not infected, but um, seeded? Migrated into the, into our galaxy, 
and started taking over and then suddenly the the elders find out about it and they freak out which is what why they caught why they created that that horrible nanotechnology that ended up causing them to flee so all that stuff, I, and, and a lot of these are written almost like short stories. And so the hydroids ended wow. up being nuked by the by the nanotech, and that's why the red spot is on Jupiter. Uh, maybe could be. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> but I, I actually did a lot of research on what what a gas giant creature might look like, and they're going to be big. Yeah. And they're, they're all also going to be like very fragile, probably. Yeah, like fish kind of things. Something I, I like that. I saw a whole show. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Really? Yeah. And if they develop if, if, starships, they float in the upper atmosphere. It would take it would take them enormous amounts of time to be able to develop develop um, starships. I mean, where do they get the raw materials right. from? Because the deeper they go, they're going to get crushed like anything else is going to get. I, right? have a, I have a whole theory about cephalopods wow. making spaceships out of frozen methane ice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just don't get too close to a star. They're, they're Enceladus. <laughs> well, no, it's pr- even yeah. They'd be like comets and stuff, and Fart you know that, that, that could actually be their propulsion is just the off-gassing of uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, some, they're cephalopods, so they just they can just go into little tubes and hang right. out in there. But like in the story, the story element. There's all kinds of stuff in here I never even used. I um, I'm not going to say anything about them because I might use them later. Yeah. But um, but that's that's really the big one. That's kind of where my brainstorming. And happens. I like the fact that you have you seem to have um, tables and lists of like names of mm-hmm. of, of yes uh, towns of um, uh, because many's the time you're yeah. like I don't know and you go through ah that's a good yeah. one Jeremiah the, Johnson near that's the bottom I have a tab called names and uh, the the there's. Uh, EU names, U.S. names, Russian names, and Chinese names. Because there's there's the four yeah. super four helpful super superpowers. So yeah. it's really that kind of acts as your GM screen. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. Yes, that's, that's excellent. Do you have a rule, kind of internal rule, for when you need a new tab for something versus like having to troll through? I, I'm terrible about tab maintenance. One, two, yeah. three, four, five, yeah, six, seven, kind of eight, are. nine, yeah. ten, eleven, twelve. I 13, love tabs 14, too. Fifteen, sixteen, I got eighteen tabs. There were a couple of times he's like, "Oh, where, I know it's here somewhere." Wait, okay. and he's like, he, we'd, right. "He'd start counting through the tabs." Do, oh, there do they is. have sub? I've not used uh, one tabs. Yet. Don't in the, in so one note, like, tabs uh-huh. don't have subs. Okay, but you have you can have sub pages. Like, okay, because a tab is basically a folder. Yeah. So you can have okay. other pages within the folder, but you can't have sub tabs. But you kind of can because you can make sub documents within. Okay. So I, I like like what I do for the vampire game. Yeah. Is I'll I'll have like um, Prince Miroslav, uh-huh. right? And then I can I can have sub documents underneath that for all of the people who are like the Sen- uh, Seneschal and the uh, Primogen Council and mm-hmm. all the people that are sort of his immediate underlings. Yeah. And then there you can put a plus or minus. Click the plus or minus on Miroslav and make all those disappear or come back. Oh, so, okay, cool. And, and I, the, well, the other thing I do is when I, like, if I've if I'm running a campaign over and over again, where I'm running a campaign and then doing a t- continuation, mm-hmm. I use the same OneNote document. So, like, all the old okay. stuff from the previous campaign is all down in, the, in old sessions, and there's also uh, old, um, sometimes old PC tabs and mm. stuff like that. And I know you okay. call those up occasionally. Yes. Yeah. You yes, were I like, do. hold on a minute. Oh, yes, it's this planet, and this happened. The and nice like, thing is I don't have to okay. read anything. Because it's all text, so it doesn't take up a lot of space. That yeah. I would like a lot. Um, yeah. Especially because I remember that in L5R, I think he was doing that. Like, mm-hmm. pulling up stuff. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'd be like, run uh-huh. this, and he, you're like, 
Yes, I know all about that. Uh, click yeah. on the tab, and you I do was, know all it about was, it. It was, it and was that really one, cool. yeah. that one has three technically four campaigns worth of stuff in it. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, the yeah. NPC it's list a neat is tool. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I put in, uh, if I'm not familiar with the system, and I'm Muslim, I'm not, is I'll put in a, a selected rules tab, usually near the bottom. And that's where I will go through. And what I normally will do is I'll get the book out and say, okay, how does initiative work? I'll read the chapter oh. or the thing on initiative, and then I'll write it out in my own words, because I usually write more concisely than the, mm-hmm. than the book is going to. And then um, and I'll do that with combat. Um, like in Vampire, all the disciplines are in there eventually. Uh, sometimes, nice. sometimes you can take the PDF and cut and paste them in. Yeah, but they sometimes the formats weird. They're too mm-hmm. wordy, or, or the formatting, or, okay. or it's a it's a column this long, this wide, and you have to scroll like eight miles yeah. to find what you're looking for. <laughs> but um, and then you know, the grapple rules, of course, and uh, uh, even like just a basic summary of what the dice mechanic is. I always put that at the very top, just. So I have that reference when we first start the game. And I can say, here's how the dice are. It, it really is a glorified GM screen that you, it is. That you use it for. But I, I really... You, you're gotten so facile at it. You literally uber. start bopping yeah. around. And then all of a sudden, blocks of text you were reciting. Right. I'm like, wow, this is... It's it's nice because there's yeah. none of this. It's all it's all there under at your fingertips. Sometimes it's a little hard to figure out what folder it's in, but that's certainly better than flipping through. Wait, it's not this notebook. It's another notebook. And oh yeah. Oh wait, I think I know. I have a graphic of that in a folder here somewhere. Are you guys talk amongst yourselves. And that's one of, the, of that. one of the reasons I use two two laptops when I'm when okay. I'm jamming is because I usually have the selected rules tab on this one and then like the session uh-huh. tab open on one or if we're in the middle of a real story heavy stuff where we don't have to worry about the game rules one of them's got the session document up and the other one's got just like the next session thing so I can start writing notes on what happened so like if we're in session two I've got the session three folder open and I'm writing in things as they're happening okay. that I think I might forget can you open two versions of, of it at the same time no. maybe have so you, okay no. Not so you, that's why you have to have two, like, or have a tablet and yeah. a laptop. Yeah. That's what Jib does, uh, like, an iPad and a and yeah. a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Mook is a big, uh, is all about OneNote. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing, it's all in one place, and it's... Yeah. It's a free program? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is. It's sold. It, yeah. It's part of the, kind of the... The, the, the office. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had it. Like I tried, I tried that one for my Wild Talents game, uh-huh. and I just like couldn't. I don't know. There like, is a, probably a learning curve. You know, you got to get used to it. What did you use? Then? I, I mean, use, I use just... notebooks still, which is okay. weird because I'm like so about having everything online. Yeah, except when I'm jamming. Okay, boomer. I know, right? It's oh. weird. <laughs> But oh no, you didn't. Yeah. I've been waiting to say that. Yeah, forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me more about the Gong Show, Stu. <laughs> it's a fine show. And by the way, he was the secret assassin for the yeah, CIA right. too. I was going to say because wasn't what? there a Sam Rockwell movie that's, that's right. mostly and yeah. he says yeah. that that, that yeah. he he maintains is a true story. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's a little kind of so yeah. And he's in the movie at the very end. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know why though. There's like yeah. I don't know why. Like it's just easier for me with GMing with a real notebook still. And I've been looking for like an option. I did Google. I, I think that might be the closest thing I found that it's like really Google easy Doc. for me to you organize. You can totally do it in Google Docs. Yeah. Yeah. You just need some something where you can organize because you're going to end up having a lot of documents. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's just easier for me like while the players are doing stuff to write things down still. I right. don't know. 
know, which is dumb because I, I take do. notes for stuff in at meetings yeah. all the time. I, I do write stuff down. Yeah. I, I usually have like some kind of either a steno pad or a co- composition book or something mm-hmm. that I sit and write notes in. But, but n- most of the time, it's like what are the player characters' names again? <laughs> yeah. And I write a little like seating chart so I have all of their names in the right yeah. spot. But I then, do that. I totally do that. And I also use I use pen and, uh, pencil and paper yeah. when for combat for ticking off. I feel like if I had a system where, because the thing is, in my notebook, I have little like colored mm-hmm. flags and for different yep. things. So it's like I have big tabs and little tabs, like you were talking about, but it's all color coded. Ooh. Oh, it's color coded. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that far into one net. I tried it, like, I don't remember which campaign it was I tried it for. Yeah. But I was like, and then it like sometimes wouldn't sink, and I was really annoyed with it. I've had a couple of notebooks <laughs> that would be annoying. utterly disappear. That has happened. That's terrifying. Yes. Okay, that's on the, in the con column. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. I had that's a, not I, good. I had a, a sync issue in a notebook. One of them wasn't able to sync, and it kind of corrupted the notebook somehow. I don't I remember, remember what. That. I don't remember which. Is that a vampire one? It wasn't a vampire because oh. I still have the vampire. Oh, okay. one. I don't know which one that was for. Okay. Because wow. like Inukai, the the L five R game. I was I wasn't even using this then. I was the yeah, first yeah. campaign I was using Google Drive, mm-hmm. and okay. I went and just cut and pasted all the stuff into it. Eventually, uh, yeah. James B in the chat room says you can set up backups for notebooks. Oh, okay. Oh. Ooh. It's a really powerful program. Okay, There's a that's lot of nuances. Cool. Well, I'm using yeah. whatever it's called, OneDrive or something, mm-hmm. so it syncs. So I, yeah. when it, I can open on any of my devices, yeah. it, and I always have. I have cool. the the like Chrome has an app for it. And it's installed, mm-hmm. so it's like I have it. <laughs> I should click on it and see what it does. You, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, used to be able, you can also use it through a web interface. It's clunky, oh, but yeah. you can do it. Okay. Right. Maybe that's what I was using. Probably that's, is. That might be why might I didn't like it. I'll look the, at the it. The app itself, I don't know if they, I think they make it for Macs too. Yeah, they do. And they make it yeah. for a lot. They don't make it, I don't think they make it for Linux. Pretty cool. Anyway, so there you go. Linux probably is run Linux version of yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a yeah, I'm there's sure there's an emulator that makes it work. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Nice. Yeah. So thank you very much. That was a really good question. From Iowa. From Iowa. It's always Yay. nice to see the process. You know, it's sort of like it's like how the how the film is made and how is it how how you do. It. Right. It's kind of nice to look under the hood and, and break these things down. Be I always find that stuff really interesting. Yeah. 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 People always cool. want to know how the sausage is made. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, Something. Uh, game pacing and pickup and play games from Andreas. Uh, you want me to? Play the one. Okay. Ready to go. Okay. Hello there, Jackers. I found that as I get older and have more things that take up my spare time, I have less patience with the old way of gaming. Like so many <laughs> of us, I started gaming when I was still at school. The sessions were full of meandering and shopping. <laughs> Nowadays, when I have a two, when I only have two hours a weeknight, I want to get to the juicy parts fast. Sadly, many of the people I game with still engage in personal character development and shopping instead of the plots and NPCs that clearly are the spotlight for the night. As a GM, I've started to pace my game with uh, by interrupting their meandering by the Chandler method. Uh, as someone barges in on them, the loaded gun and accelerates the action. <laughs> Basically, I found I need to herd the players towards a fa- towards faster pacing. I guess pacing a game for one shot, a short campaign arc, or, or a set of uh, length of, or a perpetual ongoing campaign of yore, they all take different skills. Yes. Whew, that was a long sentence. Yes. I have f- <laughs> found my tool by tossing in verbal grenades and watching the players scramble, but. 
what are the tools you use for facing your games? Tools and tricks. Also, in a recent episode, you talked about pick-up-and-play games and expressed doubt that there is such a thing. I would argue that John Harper's excellent Lady Blackbird mm-hmm. is such a thing. I play that game. Yeah. Uh, and it's... I'll tell you in a minute. I played uh, with you, you, I think. Uh, you might have been. Yeah. Uh, you can download it, uh, print it out, and as players read the pregens and skim the one-page rules, and you're off to the races. I'd love to hear Happy Jack's AP of that game. Heck, I'd love to hear too, uh, I'd love to hear too as the game never ends the same. Thanks for the great show yep. and for all the fun thoughts and years. Gosh, I started listening in season six. Yay. Cheers, Andre yeah. and Essie. Lady Blackbird to me reminded me a lot of Comedia. Is there a GM? Uh, yes. yes, there is. Okay, because yes. right. that's that's one of the things that most of the the the, the sort of uh, myth of. Uh, pick up and play games. Yeah, is it's like yeah, players just grab the thing and here's a little rule summary. Oh, yeah. gee, you need to read the whole book. And no, it's 80 this, pages. Is, this is literally like <laughs> four or five pages, okay. and it's yeah, it, it's a it's a lot like Commedia in that there's these archetypes. Oh, okay. There's a hmm. Capitano yeah. and there's an Arlecchino and there's a there's a and then the, the spirit, how, the bodyguard. But, but how yeah. how you play them is entirely different. Yeah. Your Capitano could be arrogant. Your Capitano could be a coward. Your Capitano. So each person gets this character, and then they play. Them however they want. I feel like five of us got that reference, but it was a good one. I, I know. It. Look I know. It, was, it was on, and it was like, on perfect. Point, I have a confession. <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> so, there is a Happy Jacks game of this on the one shot feed. Right. Let's from, play Lady Blackbird and do an arcade. From, if you want to go in the Wayback Machine to August. Of 2018. Okay, there's one on there. Nice. Yeah, okay. and it was actually go. I was I played that game. It was lots of fun. But you could, they're totally right. You could play that game for a, a month of Saturdays mm-hmm. and more. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, right. Is it suitable for a campaign? Oh, interesting. I, I you I, could just, still I, keep playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. because you don't have to. It's not like it's a one and done scenario. Okay. Because yeah, I'm thinking about like. It's kind of Guardians of the Galaxy esque, so you can yeah. easily just go from adventure to adventure, but you stay stay with the same characters. But the characters are all they're just they're generalized, they're but like, they're very hooky. Yes, they're yes. very compelling, and the 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 little world that's set up is is really compelling. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there is it, one. It works. I played it at the con, and man, that would be game. fun. Like a like a multiple story arc of Lady Blackbird. Yeah. See, because like like uh, ten candles, I would not call that picket. Pick no, pick. because the GM's got to read the whole book. Yeah, you really. I mean, you don't have to read all the scenarios, but you, you yeah. need to understand all of the rules. And it's not you know three pages or four pages. It's you know no, and this thirty is or forty uh, free on, free online. Oh, okay. You Check can download the yeah, yeah the little uh, the story sheets and the, the there's, character there's sheets. There's another one that's also equally small. It might be a little bit longer than Lady Blackbird called Cat. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays a cat, and the cats are the the, the guardians between the supernatural, and, the, and they have to protect the human world because humans are too stupid and they don't see all the ghosts and supernatural stuff. And it's mm-hmm. up to the cats to to protect it. And it, basically, you play a cat, but the rules are really simple. Mm-hmm. And then you can make a whole adventure out of you know protecting the stupid monkey people right. from their own selves because clearly they can't take care of themselves. That's why they're there. Right. That's what cats are. Totally, anyway, he also totally brings up by a cat he also brings up tools and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you how do you deal with pacing, or do you anymore? I, well, in my in my um, getting back to one note in my uh, new <laughs> sessions document, mm-hmm. I, I what I normally what I will do. Well, let me go and look, look at one of them. Uh, session three. Last time, 
uh, the, uh, the Audie Murphy makes contact with a diplomat, uh, Daniel Jones Smith, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff happens, and then I have a list of things that might happen. This might happen at Dolan's Peak. If the party decides to leave for 70 Opiuchi, here's what might happen at 70 Opiuchi. Um, if there's a if there's a lull, two crows may mention that he discovered he made a little bit of a breakthrough about the Dolan's lurkers. So I, I'll, I'll have two, three, or four things that can happen if there starts to be a lull in the game mm-hmm. that can kind of oh we got something interesting to look at now let's go over here and see what's going on that's over there. That's exactly how I do it too. When I was yeah. doing a mission in Bartable, like if they're uh-huh. here, this is this is the set of clues or stuff that can happen if they're here. With con games, which is all I've really been doing in the last ten years or so, there's a I think there's a buy-in that everybody knows we only have a four-hour window, so everybody's sort of on their best behavior to keep things rolling. Yes. Um, <clears throat> with a long-running campaign, it seems like that sort of sometimes stops and it descends into a lot of talking and and you know and then personal development and stuff. There, nobody's really moving it forward, and I've noticed it can get long. Sometimes people just get distracted. Uh, I have noticed that you. Maybe you don't know you do it. You you literally it's not quite a verbal grenade, but you you know here's a plot point happening now. Right. You know, being the police come mm-hmm. or um, you know you recognize that person on the street. Remember and and it and it brings everybody back to oh yeah that's right we were doing a thing right. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think that that's wrong. I, well, I don't throw it. To, it to, I mean, I'm running long form campaigns, so you can have it's 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 sort of like the difference between the first Harry Potter movie. And the last few Harry Potter movies, right? right? Yeah. The last few Harry Potter movies, those are con games. Yeah, right. There's no <laughs> character exposition. Yeah. There's no there's no establishment of the scene. No. It's like plot, 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 plot. But you look at like the first couple movies mm-hmm. when there's yeah, the book's not very big and it's big printing because it's a kid's book. There's yeah. not a whole lot of plot in there. Yeah. There's some, but a lot. If you watch the films, a lot of us big long establishment shots where it's like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go around the go around um, the, Hogwarts. the Hogwarts. Hogwarts or you're gonna show you zoom in and out the window and Harry's looking at his at his owl outside and just these you have you have you have more leisure time when you're running a long campaign so yeah. you can have those moments where you can have the, these meaningful character interactions and development things happen mm-hmm. but if there is a low eh, yeah here's a grenade well and I would I would say that you and and I I think I get what Andreas is saying but there are times you want to allow for that character development especially when it's interparty stuff right but there I guess you would maybe want to watch the other people at the table or you know if it goes on and on and on and on like you know how many people is it involving and then maybe at that point i would interject just like you know try to find out like what they are hoping to get out of that scene or that moment so that you can kind of move on because right. sometimes people don't are oh, yeah. aware I, have, I appreciate really good pacing in my movies and my games yeah. i think that that's really important and i think it's something that people sometimes because it can be exhausting for the GM mm-hmm. to keep things moving forward, but for sure. I really appreciate it covering a lot of ground in a game because if it starts to get low, low down, people start to look at their phones. They right. start to yeah. get up and they go get food and, and they start to check out. Well, I mean, even when it's even when there's like character establishment stuff happening, it's still yeah. interesting. It does. Yes. That's yes. like shopping. Oh my god! Fuck shopping. <laughs> I hate shopping. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, I, I hate it. Yeah, I like. I, I lean into the character development for my games. Yeah. Like our last session of Eidolon Academy, there's no combat at all. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens. Right. But it's all like, 
oh god, like drama between people, and oh, we have yeah. to hide this from other people, and that's awesome. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah, but, yeah, like, and it was really interesting the whole time. Like, I was the one who talked the least the entire time. Which right. I take sometimes. That's time cool. Of, of good yeah. Yes. It I is. get to sit there. I'm like. Oh, oh I watch this happen on TV I now. I think that's to, super true. You just yeah. get to be an audience yeah. member yeah. for yeah. a while. Yeah. And I figure, like, yeah. I, if I find it interesting, it's interesting. And the minute I start, like, being like, okay, this is going on too yep. long, then it's like, okay, here's a thing that happens. Yeah. And okay, I, I, okay, you're haggling over torches now. Oh, yeah, no. no, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing. And I feel like this goes back to, like, the modular game design that we've yeah. talked about a lot. Right. And I think. Uh, at least I developed my skill for doing that with one shot. It's like what you're talking at a con. Because you do have it's to keep really, it moving. It's really good training. Yeah, and it's like, um, and yeah, just like feeling the pace of the group and feeling, yep. okay, are they interested? Oh, you know. And then like having things planned for anywhere they might go mm-hmm. uh, just in case. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily how to solve it but like you just like what you said like if they go to Dolan's Peak this might happen mm-hmm. right. if they yep. stay sitting in space this might happen right and that's that's to help you too because the minute the GM goes oh uh <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom and then everybody goes okay bathroom break and, and all of a sudden that pacing can stop yeah it, 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 you lead you lead by, from the front you lead by example and so if you are prepared and have those things going and you just can keep keep pulling the stuff out the pace will be faster because of your GMing skill or style. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also something that's really important to talk about before you start the campaign in your session zero. Yeah. Like, what is the pace? What is the tone of our game? Do we want to focus on character development? Or do we want this to be a game where we just do stuff? Like, do we want this to be more of a dungeon crawl or, you know, this this travel game where we're fighting things all the time? Right. So that way everyone's on the same page so you don't get someone who's wanting to, like, do tons of character interaction and development who then gets stuck, like, in a dungeon crawl. And and the game system will help some of that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. with Traveler... If you're traveling somewhere, there's a built-in two-week period where you can just talk about stuff. Oh, yeah. Every time you guys go from yeah. one system to another, you, you get as much character interaction as right. you want. You've right. got a week. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, that is really cool about the <coughs> system, but I think sometimes, too, when you talk about pacing, pacing doesn't always mean go, 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 no. go, go. Oh, sure. No, oh, yeah. So sometimes... And I, and I don't think Andreas is saying, oh, no, it has to always be like, I don't know, you're watching John Wick 4 yeah. or something, um, which is amazing. Uh, those are amazing <laughs> movies. But, they didn't like, kill his dog again, did they? <sighs> Spoilers! John Wick 1 is how old now? I don't know. I've yeah. never asked him. <laughs> oh, my God, you asked. That was nice of you, Gina, to laugh like that. That was really nice of you. <laughs> Well, just like Did I love, come back more often? I love their little, their little <laughs> cute, odd couple dynamic. It's just like, I just want to watch them bicker at each other. Oh, well, two crotchety old men. Yeah. It's been ten years we've been watching it. Still not old. Felix and Oscar, you're just going to let it lie there, aren't you? I'm going to go clean that up. It's not spaghetti. Don't it's clean linguine. That up. Don't you touch it, Oscar. It. It's not spaghetti. It's linguine. It's linguine. <laughs> I had to do that scene in high school. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. 
Oh, but I do think. Uh, Why don't you move into the kitchen with your ladle and your meat? The moment I'm sorry. No, 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 I don't sorry. mind. It all started coming mind. back to me. I, well, there are always room for sarcasm. Carry on. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. no, because I was laughing. Uh, it was a thing. It was a thing about a thing. Oh, that what Kimmy was saying about um, that you talk about some of that stuff you talk about at session zero, or even debrief on your session mm-hmm. or before the session. Just say last time we had a lot of fun, but I know. You know, we spent a little, and we only have three hours to game. So I think sometimes, you know, anybody can help with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if you're not feeling like you're getting out of a session what you really want to get out of a session. Yeah. It's I like agree. the grown up yeah. words. Yeah. And, and feedback. Oh, one thing I have set up, well, in the, in the past, I don't have it right, set up right now with any of my players, are, um, and I do this with my students too, are like signs. Because sometimes you'll have that player who gets wrapped up in stuff and doesn't realize it's running long. So, like, you can use the X card and things like that, but I also have, like, secret signals with these players. That's, like, my <laughs> nice way of GMing, and I, like, talk to them about it in private, so I'm like, when you see yep. me do this, no, it's something, <laughs> it's not touching the right side of my nose. It's usually, like, yeah, I won't say what it is, because now then everyone will be watching for when right. I do it. Oh, but, or you have code <laughs> phrases, too. Yes, I have code phrases, yeah. too. Yeah. I have those things set up with them, too, and it's, like, my way of saying, okay, we should wrap this up. Without like saying it in front of everybody. This is, yeah. like, this is like the husband wife that's, thing when you it's super like, smart. when it's time to leave yeah. a party and it's yeah. like you know exactly. it's like the yes. fat man is walking alone. The oh fat my man God. is walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> it can't be that obvious. Can yeah, <laughs> no, because then everyone knows. Because that's yeah, yeah. Um, no, you have to do it on the down low. Yeah, but it works for my students too. If, like that's really yeah. smart. The espresso <laughs> in Paris is very strong. <laughs> yeah, fourth grade is not my code word. Fourth grade, sorry. <laughs> And here's, a, here's yeah. another thing that I'm remembering now. We've sort of cut it out of our sessions, but uh, try to, if you're going to go with a long session, you want to keep things going, you know, make sure they have food, make sure they have water, give them no excuses. So like, because oftentimes I remember we would stop for a br- like a dinner break. Mm-hmm. Right. And everything would come to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And it would take a while to get back up and sure. going. Sure, and that was before we were streaming. It yeah. is. Right. But I think people still game that way. It's like, and well, it's let's order a, pizza. It's okay to take a break. Yeah. It is. Especially if you're going to have a long yeah. session. But if you have a long session, you're probably not wor- as worried about pacing. But I also think, you know, show, have plenty of snacks, have plenty of beverages, have plenty, and that way people don't, <laughs> don't feel the need to, like, you know, uh, like, I'm hungry. You don't wanna, and it will also keep them focused because they're they're not getting all hangry. Right. Um, <laughs> if you're noticing that they're going... Uh, like, if it's all in-character stuff, but if you're noticing they're starting to, like, just shoot the shit with each other out of character, yeah. then yes. I'd actually recommend the opposite. Like, be like, okay, let's take a break, yeah. Yeah. and then come back, yeah. and yeah. that way you're just kind of, like, chill. But yep. you have to kind of, like, as the GM, like, look at what is distracting them. Like, are they distracted by in-game stuff? Yeah. Or are they just burning out and, like... You do have to read the room. Yeah. I remember when we used to, uh, like, real long college games, we'd, we'd run six, eight hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe longer. And um, we, we did that in T and D too, right? Yeah, <laughs> God, we were, we were younger then. I know, we were ten years younger, right? Jesus, but we, we would we would stop. We would game for a while, and we'd get to a certain point where like one character is going to have a like a, a bunch of interaction with someone, like or something like that. Uh-huh. And we'd go to Denny's. And then I would sit with whoever that player was, and and sit and do that inter- whatever that interactive scene oh, was that they needed to do while we were sitting there eating you know, pie. Pie. Well, it was usually it, it was usually yeah. like uh, uh, chicken fried steak, sugar, oh, with flour. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'd go back and continue gaming, and then we'd get back and you know go it's, back to. It's the, so the, funny the, you mention that because Christmas Eve there's a tradition of the family that 
friends and family would go to Denny's at Christmas Eve. And so we went to Denny's this year, and I went this year, and there was a group of people playing D&D in the booth all really? the oh, yeah. way. And I'm like, Aww. I had to go and say, you should check out our podcast. And yeah. they were like, who are you, old hippie? Yeah. So, um... Stu almost spent all of his What What version of D&D were you playing? I think it was 5e. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt him too long, because I, you know, fell along. I am I'm a fellow geek, and I, you know, it was one of those. Did you, did you, like... Like surreptitiously touch their dice I and did walk not. away snickering. Oh. I did not. And, it, and if any of you guys are actually listening to the podcast after after you know, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. But yeah. remember me? Yeah, we met at Denny's. It's <laughs> the old hippie. It's the old, the old hippie. hippie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just assume that's what people think when they see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. All we'll right. Just be like, do you know Matt Mercer? <laughs> <laughs> We could say, yeah, kind of. Oh, shit. I I did it anyway, but not on my laptop. I have had that conversation with my daughter's friends. Yeah. Yeah. It is is a thing that. Watch your your bag. I know. We we send it right over the side. That's a a good thing about a concrete floor. Now's when you do your shtick. Yeah. Uh, All the cool people in LA used to do Ren Fair. That's right. Right? It's alive. (laughs) They still do. The cool people. The cool Cool people people used to Ren Fair. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't forget uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, February 2nd. Dekuma goes live the yeah. Kickstarter. Do the thing. 0202. It's fine. I'm not nervous or stressed out at all. Wow. Yeah. You've, you've set your. What's, what's your goal? At 10 grand. 10 grand. You should have made it one million. Well, we can still get to a million. You can set the goal over ten grand and still get to a million. But right, I thought I'd like not shoot myself in the foot like that. Oh yeah, yeah. There is that. There's, there's the possibility that you won't get a million. Yeah, yeah. There's a small, small possibility I won't get a million dollars from this Kickstarter for, Reach for the stars. Yeah, settle for mediocrity. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Where's my thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What oh. thing you were talking about? Seeing people yeah. are like, uh, <laughs> why don't they drink anymore? It's like, well, they're right? ten years older, and we still can't do like we still can't find things we've been doing for ten years, <laughs> and we're still cold sober. My internet stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series of tubes. I have to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I'll play the old one. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 26, 26. episode 4. Oh. Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. Memory My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Stork. This is Jeanette. And we'll see you next week, mm-hmm. 7.09 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Happy Jacks Org slash live. And then uh, and Sunday. And Sunday, Sunday. we're playing. What are we playing? Empire. 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 the Masquerade. The Glittering Night. So thank you very much. We'll leave with a song. Bye.
chills to our core And we pray to God that we will see The holy ground once more Bum, 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 bum.